The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello, Judy Wilkins-Smith. Thank you so much for joining me. It's such a pleasure to have you with me again and again and again. It is always a pleasure to be with you because we have fun. We do have fun. Oh, my heavens. Okay, so huh, I just want you all to know that this I'm, I'm having a very yummy conversation with my friend, Judy Wilkins-Smith. We, we've been talking offline and I was like, oh my God, save it for the show. But it's, she's just always like this. It's amazing. So let me just tell you a little bit about her so we can just dive right in. Judy Wilkins-Smith is a highly regarded international organizational individual and family patterns expert, systematic coach, trainer, facilitator, thought partner, leadership conference, and motivational speaker. She has 20 years of expertise in assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500, Fortune 50 executives, and teams, legacy families to break limiting cycles and transform challenges into lasting breakthroughs and peak performance. Her approach is widely used in top global companies to coach and problem solve innovatively. She is a widely respected leader, fearless transformation of fearless transformation, showing people how even the biggest train wreck is simply the doorway to the next incredible pathway waiting beyond the brick walls. So she asserts there's no such thing as a train wreck. She's got a new book that will be coming out. So it's available for pre-order on Amazon or all the different online places. It's coming out in June on Sounds True. It's called Decoding your emotional breakthrough. Oh, decoding your emotional blueprint. Hello. There's going to be breakthrough. So I can just already feel it. Um, decoding your emotional blueprint. And that's coming out on June 7th. And we'll be talking about that. And I just am so excited to talk to you, Judy Wilkins-Smith, about on this topic of transforming the tragic into magic and um, how a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. So tell me what what it, what comes up for you when you hear that phrase, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. I could not agree with you more. A crisis, it's like a trauma. Um, I, both of those are literally just a, hey, wake up. The system is telling you it's time to move. Your box is too small. There's a gift here. Unwrap it, have a look at the gift, use the gift and move with it. And people say to me, are you crazy? 
What about somebody who's been in an accident and, and they're paralyzed from the waist down or the neck down? And I've worked with people where you have two like that. Mm -hmm. One will, will crash. It's the end of their life for them. They can't go on. The other one looks at it and goes, hmm, so this is my platform and purpose. And that's Ooh. with everything that we do. It's what looks like a train wreck is, is, is literally saying to you, close that door, mine the wisdom that's there, and look at the door that's really, really calling you and step through. Mm, that is so true. I, I was listening to some Viktor Frankl videos, which I do from time to time and watching them. And he was talking about some young man that had been really existentially lost and didn't know his purpose. And then he had this, I mean, we don't want this to happen to have to find our purpose, but he, he dove into a pool and he somehow he hit his neck, became right. paralyzed from the neck down. And he suddenly said that he found his purpose and he yep. began writing emails to people that were in complete despair that were suicidal. And he would say, Hey, if I didn't take myself out, then you don't have to either. And I'll be your guide. So he found him his purpose in helping champion people who are right at that brink. So have you, I know you counsel a lot of families and people and, and you've been on my show a few times and and in the DreamWorks Summit on the Shift Network, talking about all the different ways that our families are connected and that ancestral lineage. But um, have you overcome any, any, do you have any tragic to magic stories yourself that have you? <laughs> Probably a couple. <laughs> so so let's, let's look at a couple of them. I'll, I'll name a quick three. Um, probably the biggest one was breaking my neck. And also Holy Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and also being told, or my parents were told, she's going to be paralyzed from the neck down. The damage is too severe. Oh, my God, Judy. But nobody <laughs> told me. See, and, and because nobody told me when I came around, a colleague of mine, because I was in the healthcare arena, was sitting crying. And I said to him, what, what's the matter? And he said, I just wish you would walk. So I did. And then he freaked. And I said, well, you told me to walk. So it was a question of nobody told me I should be paralyzed. And so it I wasn't. And then they <gasps> said to me, it'll take you two years. And whatever strength you've got at that point is your max. And at two years, I finally got annoyed and went, this is ridiculous. And that's when, when I started really getting a whole lot physically stronger and really fine, fine. So that was one. Um, okay, <laughs> wait a second. Let me just like, you know, I, I remembered you mentioning something a while ago and I was like, but that can't be because I've been with you in person. And you, I mean, it's not because sometimes I think on a Zoom, you know, there could be all kinds of stuff happening <laughs> under yep. here, but I've been with you in person and I would never have thought that you've ever had a bad day that you ever even broke a fingernail, but much I less broke your neck. No, I've had rough days, but with all of those, I'm always aware that there's something I've just got to look for. Where do I want to be and how do I want to be? So I had that one. I think that the other one that was a big one for me was my father being killed here. And um, when he was killed here, they failed. When you say killed here, what do you mean by killed here? In, in uh, Tyler, Texas, he was, he was killed. Um, he had an, an aneurysm. They took him to the hospital and the guy oh. said, I'm leaving this patient to die. We've got the form. 
that says leaving the patient to die. He didn't. They took him up to the OR, they brought him back, and then they said, we're not wasting our time, we're disconnecting the machines, all of which you're not supposed to do. But um, it sent us, because we were new here, we would, we'd been here, I think, about two or three years, I guess. And so we were back at, at nothing. I was terrified we were going to be on the streets, didn't know what to do with my mom. Not my How kid. old were you at this point? You Oh, gosh, I don't even remember. I can only tell you it was about, this happened in 2000. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, it was really a matter of, of being in absolute horror and despair, not knowing how to put the next cent onto the table. Wow. And we were in the middle of, of immigration papers. And there's, there's a whole lot to tell about that, which is for a whole nother program. But yes, basically what happened was I then called the person who my father had started with the, the immigration process and his son picked up. And I said to him, hey, I need to speak to you. This is what's happened. I need help. And there was this sort of gasp on the other end of the phone. And he said, I was 10 minutes away from disconnecting this phone. My father died yesterday. <gasps> and so there were the two of us kind of looking at each other. And there's a whole story about that. There's a story that I will tell about pennies. But then people said, so now, of course, I have this other thing, which is when people say to me, you don't know what it's like. The answer is, uh, yeah, I kind of do. Oh. And I could have got stuck in despair. And it was such an ugly place to be that it it just really didn't fit my idea of life. It was like, no, there's got to be a whole lot more than this. Oh. And that was when the work that I do popped in and kept on tugging and morphed into what it is today. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wait. So you got a hold of the, the sun of the of the the man of, who was of the attorney he was the of one the attorney. who got us through immigration and the son ended up helping to get you through the immigration the father friend. couldn't that's it no he was oh dead. my and how and your father what how is your father my father was my father was dead my father was killed oh. then his father died so we oh my god okay okay now i'm okay yeah Oh, wow. 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 So what a, what a coincidence. What, I mean, oh, there are so many in that story. Like I say, we will talk about that, but so many because there were things called pennies. My father always sends me pennies. Oh, I love that. Always. And, and of course, in that it says in God, we trust, right? Yeah. There, wherever I go and do an event, it's got to the stage where people know me for that. And I walked in recently to do an event and everybody was standing. And I said to them, what's going on? And they said, we were just guarding the penny on the floor because obviously it's waiting for you. <laughs> so I've become known for that. So when people say you don't know what it's like because you are such a buoyant, not, I wouldn't say just a buoyant, frivolous optimist, but you're a very pragmatic, optimistic being with a strategy. So that's like, it's different than just, well, the sun will come out tomorrow, I think, I hope. But you're like, no, here's the science. Here's what I know. That's it. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's get real. This this stuff is real. You're given everything. I was given a final gift by my father. It was this work. Wow. So you came to, all right. So this is what I think is, is just kind of fascinating is often some people, I mean, many people, I, I don't know about most, but it might be most people that do something that they're very, very passionate about. 
it wasn't necessarily the thing that they thought they were going to do when they were a kid that was kind of driven by their ego. That's certainly the case with me. I thought I was going to be an actress. I was like, that's the only path for me. Otherwise, I don't want to be on the planet. And it was like, uh, and I did that for a little bit, but it was, it was clear. I mean, I got dreams at the end that were like telling me, get out. No, you're done. Literally horror movies. You will die if you stay here. I mean, so it was like, oh, I have to. And then the dream world kind of took me by the collar. And yeah. so I think some people that become passionate about what they do, they their, their career path comes in in a circuitous way that's not at all necessarily Absolutely. obvious to the ego, but yeah. to the soul, it's like super obvious. Exactly. And I had I had a teacher tell me when I was eight, I, I told her I was going to be a doctor and be in the health care arena. And she said, no, you're going to write books and work with people and you will change them in different ways. And I went, no, 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 no. <laughs> she may have known a little something. I think she was very clued in. OK, so let's talk about a train wreck. <laughs> let's talk about how there's some people that would refer to themselves as a train wreck. I certainly have in the past, and I've written a couple books about it. I've got one coming out this time next year called A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, where I, I enumerate time. my very long list of tragedies and crises and things in my life that fell apart. Often we think of ourselves as a train wreck. Hello, case in point, poster child. Or we've got someone or some, some ones in our lives that, that we might call that, but right. you say there's no such thing as no. a train wreck. So how, what do you mean by that? Okay. So right about the time where you think everything's going terribly wrong, what's happening is God, the guides, the universe, whatever you want to call it has, has tried to get your attention for a long time. And in fact, you've tried to get your attention for a long time and not paid attention. And so eventually what happens is, and we have a bang and it doesn't feel nice. Now there are a couple of things happening. One is you're very possibly holding on to the remnants of multi-generational emotional DNA. So all of those patterns are coming through to you. Why? Because you're the one who's meant to do something with them, change them and elevate them. You can look at it again as I'm dead or, oh my goodness, here's my purpose. And in, in all situations, you have that possibility. So if you have a really big bang, what you want to ask yourself is what needs to stop now? In your case, my acting career is, is not a good idea. It needs to stop now. What's trying really hard to stop? Well, it can't be that dream thing. I mean, who does a dream thing? How am I going to make a career out of it? Get out of your way at the same time as you're investing in it and take a look it's trying very hard to tug at you so what's happening is you're sitting with two patterns the pattern trying to stop and the pattern trying to start and the pattern trying to stop wants to become the wisdom in other words it's the open and shutting doors it'll tell you yes no yes no the pattern trying to start is the one that starts to tug at your heart that says i can make a difference this could be amazing i can do something in the world that's your piece. It's the chapter that only you can write. And it's the mm. chapter that your system is waiting for you to write because every single one of us is adding to our family system, either by stagnating, repeating, 
or adding a new chapter. And when you're invited to add a new chapter, what you want to do is a Walt Disney and everybody knows he's my favorite. You invest <laughs> in it and you focus on it and you commit to it and you learn your language, which is what you've done with dreams. So you really learn all, all of the layers and components of it and it becomes a second language. And then people start to get intrigued because they recognize that you, you are looking for and finding a way to move forward. And of course they want to move forward and that often spins them into saying, well, what do I do now? How do I take my train wreck? Because she keeps saying it's a gift. There is always a gift, always. You've just got to find it and turn that into your way forward. Oh, beautifully said. And I think we don't even necessarily have to find it, but we have to look for it. That's our part. And then the finding it, like it happens. I mean, I know if I, because it, it really might not does. be right. It's like, if I know it's there, I mean, I say this with, um, regarding the Sonoy, they're, um, a, a dream tribe off the coast of Malaysia, who their perspective was, every nightmare, every, every difficult creature that comes to you is bearing a gift and it's up yes. to you to receive it and to have the eyes to behold it. Even if you think there's no way this pack of wolves, and I had this dream, a pack of wolves that are trying to devour me, how could they possibly be giving me a gift? But in, but as I allowed them to devour me, I feel like they chewed away all exactly. this fear, all this that all this extra all this like uh and in the end i feel like i i became wolf woman it was like oh they were trying to make me into a much braver wiser aspect of myself instead of being this quivering little uh, so exactly i would say also i would go and have a look at what is the spirit of the wolf because yeah. there was something in there for you the spirit of the wolf then is very very important to you yeah oh that's so true I'll end it. it kind of relates back to you because it's so much about the pack and about loyalty and about kind of the family system and family system that holds us down. No, it doesn't. It's actually trying to squeeze you hard enough to make you go enough already. I need to do my piece. And that's when oh. the system goes, yes, at last. So that's an interesting question for you because I, I do, I mean, I feel like um, I'm equal parts, a lone wolf kind of following the beat of my own drum and writing and doing my thing like off on my own. And yet I'm a very family oriented girl. And sometimes there's a tug of war in that. And there's some part of me, and actually I've thought about this many times since talking to you, that it's, there's something about this, the kind of the karma in the family that is mine to transform like it's not just something necessarily to disconnect from not at all but to work with as i grow forward so how do you how do you Absolutely. do that this is beautiful so what you're describing is is a bit of a constellation yeah. you're absolutely connected to the family all of its thoughts feelings actions all of that flows through to you yeah. your your piece is to decide what do i leave here but give it its place so you're never excluding, you give it its place. Mm. And what am I doing that is expanding the system? You're not a lone wolf. You're a pioneer. You're walking. You, <laughs> you're a, you're a, a wolf pioneer. You're walking <laughs> I like that. Pack. And the reason you're doing that is because when you get pieces and you start to find that your cup is full, what's the first thing you want to do? 
share it. Exactly. Yeah. And you turn around and you say to your family, look what I've got. So I say mm. to people, don't be afraid to walk ahead. The system is asking you to walk ahead. You will, the others will come in their own way and in their own space. Don't ever be afraid. So you're deeply connected to the wisdom of the ancients. And at the same time, you're heading off in the direction of the quantum future. Oh, so it's a yes and, and I it's love yes what you and. said. It's never a yes, but. Yeah. Yes and. Yes and. So we never have to, it's not like the truly a sacrifice where mm -hmm. one is sacrificed over the other. It's just, you have to find the right place. That's it. You're it. exactly right. In systemic work, it is about where do I belong and how do I belong? In my mm. family, everybody's an introvert. I'm not. Okay. What is my purpose? Why mm. am I the extrovert? In my family, everybody's mainstream. I sure am not. What is that? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yes. So, so what you're doing is you really are pushing the potential of the system. And mm. we need everybody to actually do it. But the ones who are willing to do it, the pioneers need to walk out there and just push and push. It's like wants. The other thing we're taught to uh, is shouldn't want much. No, you should want lots. It creates appetite for life and it creates appetite for pushing against the this is the way it is. It pushes you way past that. And when you invest in way past that and your dream, it pulls you past all the old excuses and all the old pieces that have kept the family system locked. Oh, I have to go back and listen to this over and over and over again. This is this is so profound. This is this is how we do it because we could just in the name of loyalty stay kind of in the mire like that sort of do. It's like it's a it's a it's one of the unspoken love languages. It's like it's if I suffer trance. it's a systemic right. trance and it is a love language. You're absolutely right. My dear mom, if you suffered, me too. So that you don't have to suffer alone, me too. Somebody said to me the other day, um, there's a, a, a line in the or verse in the Bible that says the inequity of the children will be, at least of the, the parents will be visited on the children. The sins of the father will be passed and that's on. that's not the, the truth. What mm. it is, is the patterns, the patterns of the father will be passed down to the children in order for them to look and to turn these patterns into the profound gifts they are. The father may not have been able to do it. You're getting a chance. Don't mess with it. Oh, I love that so much. And you're making me think of one of my favorite Marianne Williamson quotes. This came to me when I was at the end of a relationship years ago, and I found myself feeling like in order to protect myself, in order to move forward, I had to close my heart and, and that was so painful. And she said something like our, our pain in relationship isn't from the love we don't get. It's from the love we withhold. So I thought, oh, so in that moment, I got the message that I can still move forward kind of following the beat of my drum, but I don't have to close my heart. I can still love, like give all that love and that, and it doesn't have to be in close proximity. It could be, but I don't have to then have a cold heart as I move forward. And so is that- It makes perfect sense. You don't ever want to have a closed heart right. because a closed heart 
shuts down your gut, which is your inner compass, and it shuts your brain. It starts to tell the brain, I'm not good enough, this won't work, we don't do relationships. So it now rewires the brain to say, we're not good at relationships, don't do that. If you see somebody walk the other way, they're not nice. It's not the truth, but we've made it the truth when in mm. fact it's just our truth. So you want to keep that heart open so the brain and the frontal cortex stay lit up and ready to go and do magical things and allow that inner compass to go, yeah, baby, we got this. Oh, yeah, baby, we got this. It doesn't have to be all the way closed and we don't have to be open and thus still attached, but we can be open as we move toward our destiny. You can, move be, toward super, our... You can be all the way open. It just depends where you shift your focus. You may right. say for now, this one is complete. Yeah. That's all. And I'll, rock. what did I get from this relationship? How did I grow from this relationship? Bless you. Thank you. Done. And put it in its place. Okay. That's so it. we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back on the other side of this break, Judy Wilkins Smith has a little process that she's going to lead us through an experiential process. So we're going to go from talking about this and kind of laying the foundation to an actual experience, a little, a brief experience. And I want everyone to know during the break, check out Judy's book on Amazon and, um, and also her website, her book is decoding your emotional blueprint we'll talk about this on the other side of the break check out judywilkinsmith.com in the meantime and we'll be right back okay judy wilkinsmith um, why don't you give us the, let's, let's do our little experiential okay. so here's, piece. Here's the rundown. Nobody's a train wreck. You're all actually people who've just woken up. In other words, you've stopped being a victim, no matter the circumstances and no matter how attractive it is to feel like you've been victimized, because you know that there's a very much more attractive outcome if you move past that and into your next level. So questions that people ask me are, what is your emotional DNA? It's the sum total of all of your thoughts, feelings, and actions that are not just yours, but also all of the ones passed down through the generations all the way to you. Depression, anger, sadness may not have begun with you. It may have begun generations ago. What I'm going to do is show you how to find yours so that you can reframe it. So what you want to do is you take a piece of paper and you write down what is a place where I really, really struggle. Either I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm depressed. I'd love to move it, but I am so stuck. And then what you're going to do is you're going to write down what you tell yourself about that what you what you feel around that and what are the actions you typically take so say that again let's do what one do you, at a time what do you tell yourself about that
What feelings do you have around that? And what are the actions that you typically find yourself taking when that hits you? Maybe you withdraw, maybe you engage, whatever that looks like. Now, something important to know, that, that little piece that you just wrote is the spell that you cast on yourself that you bought. And you think it's the truth, but it's really just your truth and you can change it anytime you want. The next question to ask yourself is, when did, I, when did that first happen for me? That feeling, that thought, whatever it was, when did that first happen for me? What was happening in my life at the time? And then, did, does anybody else in the family system have a similar experience? Now, this is an important one because it either began with an event for you or it began way back in the family system. If you don't have knowledge of your family system, you have your events that have started that view. Something will kick it off, something will tweak it, and you want to see what the pattern is there. But very often the words that we speak, the feelings we feel, the actions we take, didn't begin in our bodies. They began in the bodies of our ancestors. So you want to ask yourself, does this really belong to me? And how is this beautiful train wreck or so-called train wreck, how is it asking to change through me? And the way to see that is, if you could have this particular thing any way that you wanted, we're not wishing for it to be different, but let's suppose it was a relationship. I wish I could have, I would love to have fulfilling relationships. I re you look at what really draws you. I'm passionate about really good relationships. Okay. What did you learn from this one that's going to equip you to commit to finding the other one? Because all the first one was, is the igniter for the next one. It's going, no, 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 not this door. Really not this door. No, no, not this door. Try this door. So what you want to do is, what calls you? Um, now I'm gonna give an example that's not a relationship. Uh, Disney. Disney is my, my thing, as we know. When I was about nine years old, he died. And I said to everybody, now who's going to make the magic? And nobody answered and I said, then I will. And Disney became very, very important to me. When I went to Disney for the first time, I think I cried for a week. Didn't laugh, I cried because I looked at this incredible 
creation that man had made when he gets his mind together and really commits his heart and his soul. And what I said was, you know, one day, because I watched all of these people coming out of these nice looking timeshares and hotels, one day I want to own timeshare at Disney World on property. That's it. And I, I put it there and parked it. And years later, my brother was coming out and I said, I, I was bringing him out. And I looked at the cost of the tickets and the accommodation and I thought, hold on a minute, that's enough for a deposit on the timeshare, which I could then pay off. And I now go to Disney every two years with my family. That's what you're looking for. The goosebumpy things that go, that's a dream for me. I want that dream. That's the pattern that's trying to emerge through you. And don't ever put it down as something frivolous. It's there because it's saying to you, something bigger is possible here, guys. Something really big is possible. Do this. So if you're somebody who as a kid mm-hmm. sees yourself, Dolly Parton, one of my favorite stories, she wrote herself a letter to a future Dolly Parton when she was five or six. As the famous singer, as she, she got it. She said, this is what I want to be. This is what I'm investing in. Here we go. And it didn't matter how many bumps, bruises or dents there were. She kept going. Walt Disney was the same. Steve Jobs was pretty similar. If you invest in what really makes you feel like it's an adventure that is bigger than you. And you can make a heck of a difference and look how it's going to blow up in the world. Commit to it and go for it with all your might. And if it's something as simple as I need to get healthy and my family were not, that's a beginning. Because once you get one small part of the puzzle right, it becomes so enticing that it's irresistible. And you have to keep going because you know it's there and you're the only one who can bring it in. This is so profound. I'm so glad I asked you to do the experiential piece because I feel like your work just dropped into an even deeper place than I had previously felt it. And it was already like you already had me, but now I I can literally feel my cells dancing and I- Good, which is what you should feel. What's happened for you right in that space is your head, your heart and your gut have all said yes, and you've taken the brakes off. And when you do that, you create a state of cohesion. And that's where the transformation is. And that's when you start to rewire your brain and your gut and your heart. The whole body starts to rewire. And now you begin oh. to realize how possible you are. Oh, it's so wonderful. I'm so I'm so aware right now. Um, one of a, a dear friend of mine is moving through some changes in her life and and her sister is really brilliant. She said, and she said this thing to my friend and I'm keeping it for myself. She said, if you, she said to have your core values and your future vision so clearly etched in front of you that you're not tempted to just go back to what's familiar because Absolutely. that's kind of the, the default. System. Yeah. And like, and even just the com- the creature comfort of what we know, what we have, where we've been, there's this deep, deep Maslow kind of sense of security in where we've been, even if it's painful. Yeah, oh yes, it's the systemic trance of the family. That's exactly what the systemic trance is. 
you wind up doing things that aren't even good for you because it feels so familiar that it's just easier. But oh when God. you recognize, when you genuinely get that life, your life is an adventure and it's yours to craft, life begins to take on a very different meaning. You are not going to wind up. People say, well, then what if I neglect my family? And You don't. You no. don't. You no. find ways to include. Uh, when I started writing this book, my mom had just been diagnosed with cancer. I had a mm -hmm. full patient load. And then the publishing company said, and we'll, we will pay you to write the book. And I went, oh boy. So I had all of that happening at once. And the, the <laughs> thing was, I can't do this. And I did do this because if you want something with all of your heart and you know it will make a difference, it, like, like your, your friend's sister said, if you are clear about what you're doing and you don't keep trying to go back to what's comfortable, mm -hmm. you will get there. And I promise you, not mm -hmm. this is to me, I promise you, when wow. you walk through that brick wall and you see what's on the other side and you've had even one winner piece, you will not settle for anything less and you will not go back into a little box. It's a Judy Wilkins-Smith, this conversation has been so important and I can feel like just all the bells and whistles and everything re, re, reorienting in me. I almost don't even know my name. I feel like I'm going to have to change my name after this. Everything's glowing and you're just, your work is so powerful. I feel so blessed. Thank you, Betsy Chassie, for yes. introducing you to me. I so appreciate Thank you, Betsy. And um, so I want to make I sure everybody. Thanks to Betsy. Oh, absolutely. Betsy Chassie. And so I know your book is coming out. Is there anything you want to say about decoding your emotional blueprint on Sounds True that's coming out this June? Comes is there anything out June else? June 7th. Yeah. June 7th. Uh, what else? I would say to you, the one other thing I would say is I told you I love Disney. I teach at Disney World once a year. Oh, that's so And exciting. I do one of these big live events. Wow. Actually, the conversation we've just had, you get to bring whatever it is of yours that you want to do something with, and you get to do that rewiring, and you get to do it at a very deep, transformative level. And so it's three days of you doing that, and on the fourth day, then what I do is I, I do constellations. So you would be doing those throughout, but day four is constellations that I do with people who, who want to work through something. And we show you what happens when you look at your issues in 3D mm. and how you suddenly go from trying to process it here to a multi-sensorial processing that then gives you the embodied aha. And people can find out about this on judywilkinsmith.com. It's in November, but it's on my website here. JudyWilkinsSmith.com. Thank you so, so much. I just can't thank you enough. So juicy. This was juicy. so fun. Juicy. I could have gone a couple of good hours on this. I, I, I know. You should write a book on it. Oh wait, you yeah. have. Ah, <laughs> Judy. God bless you. I'm so grateful. I look forward to the next time I get to see you. Maybe I'll yes, see you in Santa too. Barbara when you make it soon. Okay. Thank mm -hmm. you. Lots I love being on your shows. And thank, thank you, you so for all the support and the kindness. You're such a blessing. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. You Bye. too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. 
If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick-and-mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time. Remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.